0: Welcome to the Get Seen with Leilani Wells podcast. Get situated and get ready. This is where we talk all the things to help you and your business get seen. Do you want more visibility? What would it feel like to become more comfortable with sales, social media marketing, and marketing as a whole? to know that your business always had eyes on it. Here we get to be intentional. So client acquisition gets to be fun. I'm your host, Leilani Wells, and welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. So excited. Today we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Cindy Rodriguez, and I am beyond excited because Cindy and I met through a mutual online entrepreneur friend of ours a while back and just continuously crossed paths and had so much fun. I admire just how she moves in the industry and how she serves and shows up and just all the things. She's just an amazing human being. And I'm so excited. We are getting to connect more and more. And I know that Get Seen, the podcast, we don't have guests on often So when I decide I want to have a guest on, it's because it's just someone who I know is just going to be just perfect for y'all, and you're going to find them just as amazing as I do. So without further ado, I'm going to have her share all about herself, and I'm so excited. Cindy, thank you so much for being here with us.
2: Oh, thank you, Lilani. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I think we uh our connection was kind of a soul connection from the beginning. So it's like, you know, the fabulous in me recognizes the fabulous in you. And let's go have some fun. Yes. So it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so for me, uh Cindy Rodriguez, I um am a media strategist. I travel full time, so I tend to be global a lot. So I'm never sure what time zone I'm gonna be tuning in from which occasionally makes scheduling a challenge. Um, I do PR for small businesses, for experts. My tagline is I turn experts into sought-after media authorities. And I love it. It's a real fun way to get outside of the social media bubble and do different things for your brand, looking at yourself differently and really taking the genius that you possess and putting it out into the world as a whole person versus just your company all the time. And I'm a emptiness mom. My kids are grown. Um, I have two grandbabies, ages three and one. So that's kind of fun. I get to uh, you know, FaceTime them from really cool locations. And when they get a little bit bigger, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll take them with on some of the world travels. But overall I'm having a great time and you know loving life.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. It's so, it's so incredible because like you have this way about you where you're like, yeah, this is what I do. And then you dig deeper and I'm like, Whoa, like she is the person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Oh, she's kind of a big deal. <laughs> like, where's your kind of a big deal t-shirt. Cindy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> think that. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, no, you really know your stuff. And I feel like you're not just someone who knows what you're doing, but you move in integrity and just understanding like what's important about the sustainability and long-term ways of being in, in your industry and just being aware of like who you work with and, um, if you're a right fit for someone, if they're right fit for you, right. For, for really keeping all those things in alignment.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, right fits really important for me because, you know, if you have genius that you need to get out into the world, I want to make sure that we're like vibing on a soul level so that we can bring that magic to the world together. I um, love it. It has oh. to be integral. Of uh, Obviously, there's a lot of scammy stuff that goes on in the PR world. So we need to be on the forefront and making sure that we are not participating in any of those shenanigans.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was giggling while you said magical because those of you who are listening and don't see the visual aspect, she is in the stars right now, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I'm in the ocean. She's in the stars. We just have some fun with it right now. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, okay. So I'm wondering if you can explain to the listeners, like, in the simplest form, if we could just start with what is PR?
2: So for me, um, PR basically is the relationship you have with your stakeholders. And your stakeholders are your internal, whether that's your employees or contractors or whoever you're working with, and externally being your clients, um the press itself, other folks in your community that you're involved with, because your goal is to, you know. Put out information that is helpful to those you're serving versus ego-based PR, where you're kind of running around trying to collect logos, and that's more about you versus the community. So for me, it's very focused on your stakeholders, whether those be internal or external, sharing things that you know and possess that would be helpful to that community so that you're kind of rising the tide you know, for everyone at the same time. So that's kind of how I see uh, PR. Not just a fancy splash, you know, in a Forbes magazine. It is how am I serving the community with my gift and building that relationship, you know, the note-like trust factor, right? That's kind of the goal for everyone. So if you're talking about yourself all the time, that's difficult to build, you know, trust in that. It's helping them understand how you can help them and what being in your community looks like.
1: I love that. What are some of the ways it can take form? Like you said, Forbes, like, so I'm thinking that it's, you know, written, visual, like what are some of the ways that PR can take form when someone comes to you?
2: So in our current, you know, world, everything is really digital. So for me, I like to look at three different elements. I call them the three Ps, publications being one, podcasts being two, and then public speaking being the third. And all platforms now are multimedia. So like this is audio, but there's also a video component. So we're not as one-dimensional in our media as we used to be. And in the publication space, that's, I think, the p- the place that most people miss out on some of the elements that are available to them because they're thinking about, oh, like I can get quoted or featured in a story, which is excellent. We can put out press releases, which is also great to let people know what you're up to. The other piece of that is kind of, Our specialty is contributorship, meaning you are the one penning that piece in a publication, and for me, that really, really helps to build that brand authority because you're not just having someone say, "Hey, Leilani is a great expert," and you know, you drop a few quotes or a few gems, and and you're kind of moving on. Um, It's like think of it as like a TV show. So when you're watching a TV show, people are tuning in for the show. During the commercial, you're running, and I'm going to age myself here, to the bathroom to get snacks, and you're running back, hopping over your cousin on the couch to get the corner spot so that you can get back to the show. You didn't pay attention to the commercials. So sometimes your features and mentions are the commercial. They might be good if they're Super Bowl commercials. You might be watching those. But on a regular, people are not paying attention, whereas if you're penning a column or you're penning a piece in a publication that is target specific and industry rich for what it is that you do, then they're tuning in to you because you're the wow. one who brought them the information. So I think that's an element that a lot of folks miss in their overall media strategy because mm. the other stuff is easier to get. It's a lot more work to get a contributorship.
1: Wow. And it can't be faked. <laughs> I love that part. Work. It can't be fake. It can't be fake. So when people are looking to get a contributorship, uh, obviously they should come to you, <laughs> right? That's the obvious thing. Um, so what are some key factors that you look for, for that to be seen in your eyes as someone that's like ready to, you can't just jump right in and be like, okay, I just started being an entrepreneur and now I want to contribute, right? There's got to be the right timing or the right position you're um, in. Yes. What are your thoughts on
2: that? that? I mean, that's very true. But I also like to let people know that you don't have to have, you know tens of thousands of followers and mm-hmm. you can have literally just opened your business because you're a whole person and you're mm-hmm. bringing years of experience and expertise to that business that you just opened. So your business may be a new way for you to showcase your experience, but that 25 years you spent your corporate job still exists, and that experience is valuable. And understanding that being able to tell your personal story in different ways will draw people to you. So contributorship is going to be about what is your objective with that piece, because maybe you don't want an ongoing column, but you want to pin a few pieces in specific publications that are going to speak to the other elements of you because part of being an entrepreneurship, we're trying to jump out of the corporate machine and bring our whole selves to work. So with that in mind, it's not just, can somebody write about Results Global, which is my company? No. A lot of the pieces that I put out are personal essays about my life, about how I got here, how I've utilized challenges in my life that have made me who I am as an entrepreneur today And of course, it's going to link to your business. You're going to have a little byline. So I think contributor piece is, contributorship is available to even the person starting out. And there are many publications who will even pay you to pen that piece. So that's another element. So if you like, I have some clients who are freelance writers. So they're writing everywhere and that's kind of their goal. But if you're a business owner, you have other streams of income and you don't have time to like, be a freelance journalist, but you can pen a piece here, pen a piece there and, you know, make 200, 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, depending on the outlet for the piece, which kind of helps pay, you know, my fee for your media strategy Mm. and have a little bit of return that way and build some of that personal credibility in the space so that your future clients start to see who you are as a person and what you stand for. And that kind of broadens the spectrum on what publications you might show up in. Cause if your business does one thing, you know, target industry and industry specific is going to be very particular to what it is you do in the world. But if you're talking about yourself as a person and bringing your values to the table, so you might suddenly be in a parenting magazine or a health magazine. Like, you know, I uh, have a daughter who, you know, has a chronic illness. And so my vantage point of raising her and operating a business and how that impacted health insurance and decisions I made. All of those things play into who I am and why I crafted my agency the way that I did. So you see how you're able to play with those things when you just zoom out from just the business stuff, you have a lot more opportunity for media outlets. And then you can draw people to you who think the way that you think and Mm. the same value set. And if they need what you have, then they may become your clients or they may say to their network, Hey, I've been following this woman, Leilani, and Oh my God, she's a freaking gem. You really need to follow her. And I know you need, you know, some visibility strategy and this is what she does. So you should talk to her. That's another angle. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want our brilliance to shine, not just our business acumen. Yeah, we we have that. And we will get those placements as well. But I don't want you to forget that you're a whole person.
1: I love that. I love that was just so beautiful the way you shared that because we have so much expertise, even at the beginning of our business. That's why we went into that business because mm-hmm. that we already had the expertise. Uh, huge, huge, huge. And I'm assuming that most people come to you for publication publication. Uh, help first off or or on the most part, like, what would you say?
2: Yeah, I think the majority are are brought in because when they think about PR, they're thinking, oh, you know, like I own a cupcake shop, how can I get into Good Housekeeping magazine is kind of what they're mm-hmm. thinking. Um, and then my job is to help them expand on that and say, okay, yeah, we can get in there, we can get in parents, we can get here, we can get there. You know, there's lots of different ways we can tell that story as opposed to just trying to get your shop mentioned somewhere, you know, we can on holidays, we can play on kids' birthdays and, you know, special needs and allergies and, you know, all kinds of things. So there's just looking at all of those different angles to allow you to get the press that you're looking for. And then for me, you know, I add the podcast and the public speaking um, which, you know, I have a a new software that's going to be launching in a couple of weeks that has just, probably several million contacts in there at the end of the day for journalists, for podcast hosts, and for conferences, for speaking venues. So allowing the client to also say, okay, you know, this is the publications are one piece, but how do I get on more stages? How do I get on the right podcasts? And how do I make those connections and build those relationships so that they know I'm an available resource, and we can are going to be providing those databases, those pitch templates, and for our higher level clients, even the pitching on their behalf. So,
1: I'm I'm, I'm just guessing, but I, I feel like I'm right in advance. <laughs> but I'm guessing that you probably love like treating someone like uh, from a holistic perspective. Like, okay, let's just okay, maybe you came to me for publications, but let's look at podcasting and speaking and just put it all all together and and just say okay we can do this here we can do that here we can do this here like that seems so fun because if someone comes to you for one thing and you have knowledge on how they can just catapult to another level by getting all those touch points it's gotta be exciting when a client comes to you and they're open to just like let you play around and and follow your lead and all that stuff
2: oh it's great when they're open to Exploring different story angles, you know, mm-hmm. different venues. You know, we talk about the red ocean, the blue ocean, right? Yeah. I feel like sometimes our social media pages are kind of the red ocean because we all follow each other, <laughs> we're all talking to the same people. And, you know, it's like that. And the blue ocean mm-hmm. is where you start to get into major media. And then you start to cross-pollinate each other's audiences in a different way, you know, when you appear on the podcast, you know, and we're not scared to appear on a new podcast just because it's new doesn't mean it's not going to be valuable in some way. Um, You know, yeah, we'll look, go after the big names too, as appropriate, you know, speaking on stages. And then it depends on what is your speaking platform? Do you want to speak for honorarium? Are you like a, a sales Maven and you can sell from the back, you know, from the front of the room, you know, so we can explore those different things. Do you need industry specific, you know, if you're doing corporate work? Do you need to be at the, you know, the accounting, you know, uh, national accounting associations conference to be talking about your stuff? And again, new audiences, bringing new people into your world. So I I really like it when a client's open to everything. Now, if you don't want those things, that's fine. If you just want some pubs, we'll get you in some pubs. If you just want some (laughs) podcasts, we'll get you on some podcasts, like however you want to do it. But for me, yes, holistic is a great word because I feel like, you know, you, you want to look at your total, which is like why I call it media strategy, because, you know, we live in a multimedia world. And your big social media following is great, but what are we doing you know, to take that offline or out of the social media bubble and finding ways to ensure that you have real sustainability in your business and SEO being important, right? So the more backlinks you can have to your website from other major uh, sources is just more help to you because you want those digital assets that you've probably paid somebody a lot of money to create Mm -hmm. a fancy website and your brand and your photo shoot. We want to have as many entry points into those assets as possible.
1: You want people to actually go there. (laughs) I mean, I want all of my
2: clients to say, oh, you don't know, Google me. Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> first second third fourth fifth page okay <laughs>
2: exactly exactly. and for me the other thing is you know what I d- do love about publications in particular uh contributorship in a publication is the longevity of the content so if we think about social media you know depending on the platform it's here today gone tomorrow tweets are like minutes at this point yeah
1: you yeah. know
2: uh Facebook might be a couple of days TikToks are, are getting a little bit more legs. Um, YouTube, great longevity. You've got people watching videos you made years ago on YouTube. Publications are the same. We actually have an article that my uh, business partner wrote in 2014 that still ranks in the first page of Google. Like the longevity Incredible. of that content is real. And I feel like social media sometimes lulls us into a false sense of popularity. Mm-hmm. Because our little bubble is, you know, excited about us as I mean, as they should be, because we all out here just tray fab. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I want that longevity. Like if your legacy, yeah. being, you know, I want my grandkids to read things I wrote years ago when they go to dinner and say, like, this is what my grandma did when she was here. You just gave me okay. Yeah. Mm,
1: I love that. I love that. I love it. Uh, you know, you spoke to us. So, I talk about evergreen content um so often to with my clients and YouTube is one of the biggest things that I bring up, but I have not been talking about publications and I'm just so grateful you're here talking about this right now because that's huge. And then also in addition to that, the the space you're coming from with it, it's not just business. You just really like I have chills right now thinking of my future grandchildren are going to read because I will be doing publications <laughs> now that I'm talking to you about this. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing could to pick that up and say, Come on, wrote this. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a real
2: legacy. You know, like it's amazing yeah. to see that, you know, like my, uh, my business partner, his grandfather way back in the day did some world traveling and there's a newspaper clipping that he has about that from, like, the 50s when he backpacked, you know, a couple of continents, which was kind of unheard of. You mm-hmm. know, now everybody's a digital nomad, myself included. You know, I just flit around the world. Um, you know, I pick a country and I go live there for as long as my tourist visa allows me to, you know, whether that's three months, six months, pending, And then I pop to the next place. But a long time ago, this was not a thing that you did. <laughs> Um, and, so ha- and so that newspaper clipping exists. I mean, nowadays you got to pull it up like on a microfiche or something, but you know, yes, yeah. physically. And just the thought of like that for me, that's, that's kind of legacy building. And if that content, like you said, is an evergreen style, the information that you're providing you know, has staying power. What does that look like? Or, you know, people are really into like their ancestry nowadays and building family trees. And so, all of my historians, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to like search the, you know, Beyonce's internet and see Mm -hmm. news clippings and, you know, articles or quotes or YouTube videos of that person you're looking for? Mm -hmm. Like, I just think it can be, you know, it can be special, it can be valuable beyond just the business sense, depending on what your goals are. I mean, we're going to skyrocket your business too, but these are just a matter of benefits.
1: That's incredible. I love that. You got me thinking now that, you know, I have articles from like newspaper clippings from family members and one uh, magazine um, photo of my dad in this, in this, um, what was it like an ad a harris ad over there laminated mm-hmm. and i've got all these things that are so special to me and then i'm sitting here wondering like how can i never <laughs> put time into this when it's something that i already see that i value right yeah. when we're talking about it but it's not a huge discussion and it, it really lends to your point about us being in the social media bubble where we're really just excited about people recognizing us in our group our peers they're all there you know we show up And sometimes there's new people, a lot of times there's new people when Mm -hmm. we're visible, like you and I and and growing that. But at the same time, like you have to keep doing and doing and doing for that to be sustainable. And with what we're speaking to here, it's just one and done, you know, so I love that. So I have a question for you about your lifestyle, because one of the things that is attractive about how you are is how you live, (laughs) like you live, like the most incredible (laughs) I love I love 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 watching like oh there's Cindy over here now and there's Cindy over there now you know and you touched on that a little bit your nomad life
0: let's get seen I'm excited to share on this quick commercial break about our get seen membership with yours truly this is an exclusive membership for those wanting to create more visibility for their business, both online and offline. It is for entrepreneurs, creatives, and business owners who enjoy being in community, sharpening the saw, and having access to key resources and key people. In this membership, you're going to have access to me on a weekly basis. I'll be answering all your social media questions, all your marketing questions, branding, visibility, sales, all the things. If you're looking to get more clarity, if you're looking to fine tune your signature programs, if you're looking to increase profits, generate more wealth through this visibility, it's the group for you. So here are a few of the things you can look forward to and get seen. You can look forward to our Facebook group, We have expert guest speakers on masterclasses regularly that you will have full access to that come with a group when everyone else has to pay for these masterclasses. You'll have access to all LinkedIn Audio event series recordings. We'll be doing weekly lives discussing what is relevant in social media marketing, branding, and visibility for your business. You'll receive tickets to this year's Holiday Entrepreneur Summit 2023. Fully covered. You'll have access to replays of lives and be able to do Q&A. You'll have knowledge of all tools and resources that I use for editing on social media and growth optimization. And you'll be encouraged to collaborate and be in community. You'll have access, if you're a newer entrepreneur, this is highly relevant for you because you'll have access to our Breakthrough Success Formula course modules, 27 modules for the newer entrepreneurs. So, are you ready to get seen? Go visit GetSeenMembership.com. That's GetSeenMembership.com. As soon as you get there, you'll see even one more special bonus added. So I ask you one more time, are you ready to get seen? Come join us. We're expecting you.
1: But I think it's just really... T- speaks to what you do. It goes hand in hand. Right. And so, yeah, I'd love to have you share just anything you want to share about, you know, how you get to work and play and do all the things and how they both just tie in together so well.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it's fun. Right. And it can sound kind of glamorous sometimes. Really tiring. <laughs> um, you know, initially I, you know, had a home, you know, my house where kids grew up, you know, all the things. Um, and a couple of years ago, um we had sold everything and decided to travel full time um that was 2021 and then we just started hopping around the world full time and then popping back into the US every few months to visit kids and grandkids and parents and stuff like that um and then went through a divorce um which was amicable all all good my ex-husband and I are actually business partners and it works swimmingly so um you know, people joke like, "Are you going to teach us how to have nice divorces?" And I'm like, "That's not really <laughs> on my score, but you know, I encourage it because it's much easier that way. Um, not that it's still not emotional and, and difficult. Of course,
1: yeah, regardless.
2: Um, and I decide I had a decision point then, right? It was like, okay, do I continue to like hop around the world like we've been doing together, or do I like go back to buy a house in Florida and live there and just travel occasionally? And for me, the mind once expanded can't really go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I decided I would continue. So I just kind of move around at my leisure at this point. I mm-hmm. will be in Florida for a couple of months if I decide to. And then I pick a place, like I'm, you know, leaving for Costa Rica in two days, and I'll be there for. A month probably. I may pop down to Ecuador for a couple of weeks before I come back because I have an event in Florida that I'll have to be back for in March. But between now and then, I'll have anything else, you know. And I've built my business in such a way that, that that works for me. Like my team is virtual and they always have been. My business has always been virtual. I've never had a brick and mortar office space. So it just, is what works. It can be exhausting. So I don't want to, you know, moving from place to place a lot can be challenging, which is why sometimes when I'm home in Florida, I'll stay for like three months because I'm like, Ooh, you're going to need a minute. Um, yeah. but you know, you can't have a lot. I don't own a lot of stuff. I live out of two suitcases. <laughs> so, you know, my whole life comes with me wherever I go. Um, You know, and I try to be sustainable about it. So if I happen to be in a country where, you know, I live in Florida, so I don't have like coats and cold weather things. But if I happen to be popping to a country where that's the case, you know, I thrift my stuff and then I thrift it back before I leave so that I just still leave with what I came with. So there's just, you know, ways to do it, but it's interesting um, you know, and now that I'm embarking completely alone, it's a little different, like with my, you know, uh, ex-husband, it was, it was a different experience than it mm-hmm. is traveling as a solo female. I have more safety concerns to take into consideration, you know, yeah. stuff like that, which, so I've, I've toyed with the idea of like chronicling all of that. Cause I'm like, I wonder if other, you know, women who find themselves like in a situation like me, we're in your fifties now and you're Suddenly, single, and your kids are grown, and you might want to do things you've never done. Like maybe I could build a roadmap for them. So I'm playing oh, with the channel. I can you know, kind of put that stuff out there because I get a lot of questions about well, you know, just things that for me because I've been to 30 countries now mm-hmm. are not a question to me, but right. I'm finding they are a question to other women. So. I don't have a YouTube. I mean, obviously we all have a YouTube, but I don't have like a populated YouTube. I occasionally throw a video Mm -hmm. up there. So I'm, I'm playing with that idea for now. I play on TikTok and I tell people what I'm doing. Um, So we'll see, but YouTube, you know, like we talked about the evergreen, the longevity um, versus little short clips on TikTok.
1: Yes. Yes. And TikTok and um, YouTube go together very, very well. I I loved also the TikTok you shared a while back about um, eating and how to really just like keep the diet habits and nutritional habits that you are, you know, you have in your life when you travel, it's like a huge challenge. And that was really helpful to me. Yeah, to exercise is
2: another huge challenge. Like if you're mm-hmm. very regimented in your exercise routine where like you use very particular gym equipment or like, you know, I used to love my hot yoga class that I don't get anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out ways to maintain your activity differently um mm-hmm. first, so you might go to a class but you know if it's if I'm in Tokyo I don't speak Japanese so it's hard to follow along <laughs> what yeah you, what she say i able to do I go watch her first and then okay <laughs> now let me try mm-hmm. um but you know so like walking more you know I do have a, a yoga mat that I travel with a yoga mat a block in my strap or in my in my one of you know my two bags like I made room for that because that's a priority to me to like always, you know, have some form of movement. Um, I try to stay in places that I don't have to rent a car. And mm-hmm. so that means I have to walk everywhere, which also helps. Um, and obviously there's YouTube videos galore where you can work out in your living room, you know, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just ways. And then, you know, eating is, you know, if you have dietary restrictions that can be challenging, depending on the nation that you're visiting, you know, food is very different one outside the U S it's a lot less chemicals. Yes. Um, So, you know, are you in a country that they're they eat a primarily vegetarian diet? Like, does that work for you? You know, so you just have to think about those things. I Mm -hmm. actually enjoy um, eating like a local because I so I normally people ask me I normally get an Airbnb versus hotel, so that I can cook. You know, and so my first trip is to the grocery store, and I stock up on my grocery staples, whatever I'm going to need, and so then I got to learn to cook the cuisine that's there because the spices and stuff that you know I'm Puerto Rican that I would normally cook with are not available in mm-hmm. France. So I was like, oh, they ain't got no sassong up in here. And <laughs> I'm like reading stuff with my Google Translate. Okay, what is this? <laughs> um, sounds
1: like Yeah, a I'll for never me. forget. I, I lived in Europe before when I was younger and I just I still to this day remember how how interesting it was trying to find like you know, the right stuff, right? I remember having my mom and mail me um, hair products <laughs> and all kinds oh, of things. Oh, right.
2: Yes. Especially for saying- the hair that can be a huge challenge.
1: Oh, I was so yeah. concerned. I was like, thank God I brought enough to get me started, but please get it here now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Same. I travel with full size products for that reason because, you know, the way these curls are set up, they need what they need when they need it. Mm-hmm. Same. And now, you know, Amazon's pretty good nowadays, it delivers to a lot of places. Um, so, but yeah, these just things that you just wouldn't think about generally speaking, you know, day to day, cause then you should just run over and get it and you can't always run over and get it. You know, so, so what
1: do you think Cindy about, like, as far as like, could the blog about this lifestyle that you lead, like, could that be great PR for you? Like, what are your thoughts on that? In addition to like TikTok, is that something that would be useful a useful way of your time fun all the things um, yeah i
2: mean i've thought about a blog. Much. i think my my preferred mode of communication is verbal so mm. for me like recording is easier i could turn those into blogs which you know would probably be how i would do it um i'm not always great at remembering to take photos because i try to really be in the moment so i might do an entirety of sightseeing and not <laughs> take a picture of anything and i'm <laughs> like
1: oh Oh, not even
2: one <laughs> or like oh my God. forget to record anything.
1: Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah.
2: Like, or if I was recording for YouTube on my phone, I had it straight and I forgot to turn this, you know, the things. So, which is why I'm toying with the idea because I'm not always the best at capturing all of the things. That is stuff.
1: really good in the moment living though. Yeah, so You got to be proud of yourself for hard that. Hard. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I, I am. But then, you know, as a content creator, I'm
1: like, <laughs> doesn't well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work out too well.
2: Because so if I am going to like make a channel or a blog or anything, I would have to make a much more concerted effort. And so I worry, is that going to make my travel less fun? Because now it's the job. Um even though it is part of my brand, you know, when people are like, you live nowhere. Yes, I live nowhere. Well, that's
1: weird.
2: (laughs) So yeah, I think it would help, you know, like uh, we've been featured in full full page articles in Travel and Leisure, Condé Nast because of the lifestyle. So it definitely, you know, brings in traffic to the website and email subscribers. So yeah.
1: Love Um, it, love it. Trying
2: to figure out what that's going to look
1: like. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, when I... I've been working on a balance of living in the moment and getting content. And I don't know that I necessarily have some sort of formula for how I worked it out, but I think what's been happening is I've found a way for it to be so much fun to get like little pieces of content here and there that I've been able to stay in the moment. And that's part of my moment because it's become a little bit more fun than it used to be. Um, So, yeah, like I, I think I had a little bit of a gap there where I wasn't enjoying the content creation, mm-hmm. and it was just like pump this out, pump that out, pump this out, pump that out, and then I got my mindset switched over to this is fun. I can do it this way. You know what? Now I think about it, it's probably more so of focusing more on visibility for who I am and just my life, not just like teaching all the time. So teaching through being you know, um, has allowed me to get more back into the joy of the content creation part and just letting people see, oh, she she's visible because she's just doing her thing and I see her doing her thing rather than always teaching. So I think that um in the moment, pulling pu- pulling out the camera is part of the moment for me now.
2: And I and I like that philosophy because I know I've gotten I've you know, been guilty of getting caught up in all of my content being very teachable versus Mm -hmm. either just entertaining or just me being like, yo, like I'm sitting here in this freaking coffee shop and I was crying for 30 minutes because, you know, like I've had a really rough time in this country or whatever, you know, just being Mm -hmm. like me and being like, this is what's happening. And my oldest daughter, she does a lot of like, um, content creation for the folks or whatever. And she was like, mom, people would really resonate with that. Just freaking yeah. be you get on there and talk to your audience and tell them what's up. And no, it doesn't need to be curated. It doesn't need to be perfect. She's like, you can talk to him from bed. If you're like, you know what? I hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm booking a flight. Cause this city is not it. She's like, this is it out there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. maybe I'll try that. So <laughs> I could see how I could make it more just part of my, day versus like in my mind, like scripting it. And, you know, all of the things that we tend to do when we're, you know, making content.
1: Oh, you know what, you know, what stood out to me when you just like t- shared that story of you and your daughter, is it sounded like you were talking to a friend kind of like, you know, she's like, yeah, like, if you tell it like that, or you have that experience, it's like, you're talking to a friend. It's kind of like, if you're in a moment somewhere trying to stay in a moment, if you thought of that camera as an extension of like your friends are on the other side. So now you're, you're alone on this trip, but you're not anymore. And you're just like hanging out. Like your friend was there with you and then you go and you share that moment to all your friends. I think that that is a potential, you know, reframe, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, and that's what she said. She's like, just talk to them like you would be your face on me. Just be like, right, girl, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, just throw it out there. She's like, you know, she said, "You're all about like, you know, letting your personality shine through your content." That would really be letting your personality shine through your content.
1: Yeah, like, hey, she nailed it. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <the> top, all <laughs> <of me." laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so I have some more uh, PR questions for you. I just love this so much because. Like I said to you before, like, this is like something that we make so tough in our minds, I think, on how to how get PR. Oh, my gosh. Like, and everyone wants to have this like, i scene seen it in Forbes or i see seen it on TV or show me on the news, you know, and it's just like, okay, well, like, how are you helping people? Right. And, and why are we doing this? Right. And, and so I guess, <laughs> what are your thoughts when somebody comes to you and they don't know, like, why they want PR, like, where do you go with them first off? when they're just coming to you maybe for recognition or they don't know, they just think it's like a checklist item.
2: Well, you know, usually we're going to start with like, what do you, what are you after? What are you trying to achieve? Because PR is the long game. So if they're thinking that PR is going to be the thing that saves their business or be the thing that gets them to their, whatever next record sale, can that stuff come from PR? Yes. But it's not a get rich quick scheme by any stretch of the imagination it is definitely a, a long game approach and so when they come to me that's the first thing that i am you know looking for you know or if they're if their goal is just to have some logo splashed on their site we're probably not going to be a good fit um because that's not really really what PR is about, you know, and understanding timeframes, right? Like, so, you know, publications have editorial calendars and they have long lead times. So for example, someone might message me in September and be like, Hey, I'm trying to get into the Christmas issue of, you know, Cosmo. And I'm like, "Mm," you know, they, they scripted that issue in July. Like you missed it. Like like already happened. Um, So understanding that, you know, to, and to get a full feature, you know, you're talking, you know, it could be four to six months you know, like we were in CNBC, make it, that article was in editing for four months. It published in the fifth month. Wow. So it's like, you can't come to me today and be like, oh, if you don't get me on by tomorrow, you're fired. I'm like, okay, well, we're not gonna work together. Yeah. Uh, you know, and high level PR isn't necessarily about increasing sales in the short term. It's about building that well, for you, you'd say visibility, right? That brand awareness, those those trusted relationships with the stakeholders over the long term and being top of mind. You know, like McDonald's still advertises, like, you know, you just want to be, you know, everywhere. So, you know, for me, it's like having those conversations about what really are the driving factors behind you wanting to get PR. If it's those, you know, lower vibration things, then, you know, we're you know, probably not going to be, you know, a good fit. So if you, or if you, if you want to direct how everything goes, maybe that's not going to work either because like, this is what I do. And so I need you to be coachable and open to my role in positioning your brand for credibility, authority, influence, and impact, because that's what I do and you know so you have to be open to what does that what does that really look like versus the idea that you may have had in your head you know of what it looks like and if you're looking for pay to play we don't do pay to play around here cuz editorial coverage is never for sale so for me those are some of the things that you know i would look at cuz if I, what i'll say sometimes is you've spent all this money crafting your brand a certain look and colors and style and your brand voice and all the things You don't want to ruin all of that by, you know, doing the pay and spray campaigns that really need nothing. And if by chance your brand gets into trouble, because sometimes, you know, we're human, we messed up, we say the wrong thing, right? I need to know that you trust me to like do crisis management and like work on how we're going to like fix that so that you're moving back in the right direction. So for me, those are some of the things that are going to kind of set apart whether or not you're actually ready to engage in some PR.
1: I love that. love that. Thank you so much for all of this. I'm like <laughs> so happy I'm finally getting to really dig deep and learn all of this. And I feel like there's certain aspects of what I do that have just been like, oh, let me dabble in this. Let me, and it just, it has, come so easily. Kind of like if you're a math person or an English person, mm-hmm. I feel like my side of the coin is what Oh, I love English and spelling and grammar and all of that. And you're like math to me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's amazing. And, how does she, how does she make that equation make sense?
2: <laughs> and you and do. We all have our special brand of genius. So <laughs> that's like, that's why it works.
1: Yeah. You're, you're just so good at what you do. And, um, okay. So before we, um, and the the episode i would really love to hear like who are people that you absolutely like love to work with like just people that you not only can help it like, can help everyone i'm sure but like people who are just like ready the right fit and you just just they make you smile when they come your way
2: um i think for me like i i prefer working with women of color
1: mm-hmm.
2: um who are already successful at what they're doing and they are ready for a long-term relationship to take what it is they're doing and put it out on a broader scale and in a different way, where we start to put that holistic approach in place for them. And they're totally ready. They're not you know, just looking for a flash in the pan. And they're like, okay, I'm ready to really build legacy with my brand and leave that stuff out there. So they already know they're good; they're sold before they show up, and they have, you know, great things to share with the world. And they're like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, put in the work because it's work. You know, sometimes we're sending out lots of pitches with, you know, crickets, and mm. just ready to do it versus dabbling i um, like, Oh, maybe I'll go to try. And, you know, so they're successful in their own right. They're running a successful company and brand and they're ready to, you know, package that in a way
1: that has leaves legacy for them. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And where can we find you? You can
2: find me all over the interwebs, obviously. Right, I was going to
1: say, where would you like us to find you? Is, let me do a reframe yeah. on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: Find us at um, RGICAI.com, uh, Results Global Impact Consulting. And there are some free templates there that you could download um, that'll give you some tips on how to like get yourself started if you're going to DIY your PR. Um, and you can search my name you know, on socials. I think actually my handle is women breaking the mold on most socials because that's how I feel. I help women the, the most. We break out of the mold of social media and we embrace the world of you know,
1: longevity in the public relations space. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And by the way, you can also reference the show notes as well. And um, I hope that you all uh, enjoyed us joining you here today and get in touch with Cindy. And um, thank you so much, Cindy, for joining us. This is I appreciate yeah, you. I had fun appreciate uh, it yes absolutely okay
0: bye everyone hope you enjoyed the show remember hit that subscribe button and to stay updated visit www.getscenepodcast.com that's www.getscenepodcast.com like to know how to work with me one-on-one or about get seen the membership Head on over to www.leilaniwells.com right now and learn more. I appreciate you joining today and we'll catch you on the next episode.